computer. Yo, 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 it's EJ. And your girl, Luana. And it's another episode of ATL. Watering hole. Hey, y'all, I know we've been gone for a little bit. Please forgive us because life be lifing. It's rough out here in these streets. Lord have mercy, you know, because we are both practicing attorney. In addition to myself being a mom of a graduating senior, and I'm 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 having a slight midlife crisis behind that, but that's for another story. Um, but yeah, uh, it's another episode, and so we've got some things that we want to talk about. But before we get into that, we're going to start with our it's a vibe. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So what's our it's a vibe, Luana? So speaking of being a mother of a graduate, um, we want to do a special shout out to all the 2021 graduates, whether it be high school, college, graduate school, anything. Certification. Vocational, whatever it is, however you got across whatever finish line you got across we just want to take a special moment and shout out to all of you and um, just congratulate you on your major accomplishment um, because it's a journey in the middle of a pandemic and it's a whole vibe it's a whole vibe that you guys were able to come out of a pandemic and still you know stay the course and then walk the walk I think you know a lot of places were able to do like a full-fledged graduation this time right Yes. Um, obviously not as many people could attend, but at the end of the day, they still were able to do a graduation of some sort. So yes. Right. And it was such a vibe. Like I'm scrolling down my timeline. I see the hats. I see the gowns. I said, okay, graduate. Um, so of course I want to give a special shout out to my son, Darren, who is graduating from high school and I just cannot believe it. Like Lord, you got a whole grown child i I just cannot believe it i'm really (laughs) tripping here (laughs) where does the time go apparently to mars because i don't know (laughs) did seeing the graduates put you on like a, a flashback timeline like oh man yeah and just Hey, even it's, it's so many things that happens around this time in particular. This is the time when I found out I passed the bar, which is on May 24th. Um, really? Yeah. When and did then, you do the bar in Michigan? Are you talking about the Georgia bar? Georgia bar. Because, you know, I took the bar in February. So it's about three months before you get results back. So it's usually about gotcha. June. Yep. So you took, okay. So you took the bar a year after you, well, I graduated in January 2013, so I took the bar the next month. So you were a winter graduate. I was a winter graduate, yes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so I did the, I I think I did the opposite. I graduated in May, but I took the February bar, so I didn't know that I had passed until like, you know, a year later. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. It was, it was pretty much a keep a rolling continuation from graduation in January to moving to Georgia, then taking the bar getting my results back in May. And then I got sworn in in June. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did everything they told me that they say you're not supposed to do in terms of, they say, don't move before a major exam, you know, and studying my ass off. But hey, God knew because I passed that. Well, speaking of encouragement, this is my moment, I guess. I'll just pour into some some soul out there. Because in May, when I first graduated, 
I was dead broke. And mm. it was my first inclination. Like, I need to work. I need to work because ain't no school refund check coming. Right. Um, and they want $2,000 for this test, this exam. Right, you know, because right. it's 500 for the character and fitness part. And Ooh, Lord. Lord, sit for the written part. It's 1500 to sit for the written part. So it's like, even to take the test, you need some money. So mm-hmm. then there's like the bar prep course that costs money. Yep. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, okay, I need to work. Forget all this mess they talking about, about don't try to work and study for the bar. So the first These time bills I took don't it, care about that. None of that. So the first time I took it, I actually did take it in July. And of course I did not pass that, which is why I was back in that mug in February. And then mm-hmm. I passed that. And I think that <laughs> I say all that to say that basically life's journey is a mixture of taking what people tell you and then also taking what you already know right. and what you've learned about self and finding a happy balance because I couldn't focus the first time because I was stressed out about not having any money. The mm. second time I was working a job, which in theory would give me less time to study, but it gave me more peace of mind. Right. So, I mean, I just say, were you working full time hours while you were studying? Yeah, oh, wow. I actually was. And so the first that's, which is crazy, right? Cause the first time I studied, I was full time in a bar class, not working and I failed it. Mm. <laughs> second time. I'm taking a bar class part-time like on the weekends and working full-time and I passed it. So I say all that to say, do what works for you. I don't think the reason I failed the first time was because of the actual, you know, nuts and bolts of the test. I think I was stressed. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very stressful time. It's a very, very stressful environment. It's it's terrible. It felt like the Hunger Games. So (laughs) It looked like the Hunger Games, don't it? The way they have you in that room. Heard you in there like cattle and then have this like voice coming over the intercom that you can't see. You don't know who's talking. You have five minutes. Listen here. They they called 10 minutes when it was actually 30 minutes. And when I tell you people in there started panicking, then the lady come back on the, she comes back on the the speaker and was like, my apologies. You have 30 minutes. Listen here. See, that's what I'm saying. That's the type of stuff that will send people into an early grave or a heart attack. You just don't do that. You just don't do that. I need her to check her watch and somebody else is watching another one after that. You can't be doing people like that. How are you coming across a loudspeaker with hundreds and I just, no, 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 ma'am. You have one job. One job. Somebody in Texas was told he couldn't use the bathroom. So he took it upon himself to take that little clear plastic bag that they have your stuff and pee it in the bag. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess you found a way around it, but I was just like, this bar is something else, boy. I don't wish it on my worst enemy. I don't. But seeing the graduates was a good thing. And I say like, you know, because I think it made me think like, dang, I've had three graduations and I'm only 30. That's wild. High school, college and then law school. And then I I was thinking like, damn, I don't even really remember my law school graduation. I don't remember none of that. Well, I definitely remember my my uh, law school graduation, but I can't say I, I will say college graduations was more of a blur for me. That was in Chicago. I didn't, I I finished with an online school versus, um, you know, going to a school where you had a whole bunch of friends or whatever. So that to me felt like a blur. Okay. And see, my college graduation was popping. We had Hill Harper um, do our commencement speech. Oh, wow. America um, Farah did my, my um, college uh, 
graduation speech. Okay. Yeah. Of all so. people. <laughs> so right along that line. Um, with accomplishments. Our second is the vibe is uh, the induction for the 2021 NBA Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. I know I don't know if you got a chance to catch any of it, um, but there I were a lot of big ones a couple clips. this year. A couple oh, clips. Yeah, oh, yeah. Of uh, Vanessa, I think uh, Bryant speaking. Absolutely, um, and she had Michael Jordan come up there with her. I don't really remember too much of what he said though. And then who else was inducted? Um, I want to say, dang, I can't, my mind is no, not. They, like, they, I don't know who it was. All I was thinking about was COVID. I, I ain't even hear about the other people. No, it was like some really good people though. I love, obviously I love Kobe. He's the GOAT. But I do want to impress upon everyone listening that it's not just a one man game. He couldn't do it without the Scottie Pippen. They couldn't do it. MJ and Kobe and LeBron, they can't do it without That's the sky. Basketball, basketball the is Tim a team effort. Yeah. So, Unless you Jesus so out there, there playing all the roles, you, you're not doing it without other people. Absolutely. So I don't want this to come off as though I'm only remembering Kobe, but I just lost my train of thought. But anyway, it was several people who were big names that made big moves for the NBA all inducted this year. And so mm. honestly, the It's a Vibe is the whole entire induction, but uh, just specifically, I liked, you know, what Vanessa said about Kobe and how she said that he was always a giving spirit. And one particular point about why he played through the pain, like he would be, get, he would get hurt in lots of games or be mm -hmm. playing on an injury. But the reason that he wanted to push through is because he said, there's someone in the nosebleed section, like the 300s up at the top, who this is their first game, maybe with their daughter or with their son. And the child is so excited that to see me, they don't even realize that they can barely see me, but just to be in the arena with someone they look up to. He was like, cause I remember that being me and I don't want to take that moment from anybody. Mm -hmm. So that's a hell of a thing to think of you know and just shout out to the humility in that statement and just that thought um there's always going to be times when you don't feel like doing something but you don't know who's watching who's going to be inspired by you pushing through absolutely so rest in heaven um kobe and Gigi, and um also you know just as an overall takeaway from this bob that's it just keep pushing because you never know how much your story could be inspiring someone else who's about to begin their journey. Absolutely. Do you think he would have been inducted if he hadn't passed? You know, honestly, I don't know. I think he would have maybe been next year or the year after. Cause I, right. I don't know how many years they do it, but for Tim Duncan and some of the other people to have just been making it in, right. it seems like they were a little older in age than him, you know, older than him. And I think it's only bracket. been maybe uh, maybe two years since Tim Duncan has um retired. It's not. It hasn't been long. Oh well, then maybe he mm. would have been. Maybe he yeah. would have been. See, I was thinking they had to be retired for a certain amount of years before they got inducted, because MJ. I, I'm. I don't know. I don't know how long they want you to be retired. So maybe yeah, he probably would have been still. Hmm. No, 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 no. Actually, I, now that I think about it, he would have been because before he passed, he already knew that he was going to be inducted because Gigi made a, uh, I mean, not Gigi, uh, Vanessa made a comment about that. She was like, oh. he was very excited about this moment. So yeah. Oh, okay. 
Well, I mean, obviously we knew it was coming. It was just a matter of when. I'm just kind of curious, but that I am going to look that up and just kind of see how far after retirement are they inducted? You know, because like I said, Tim Duncan, I know it hasn't been five years since he retired. So right, yeah. right. So yeah. So he was inducted. Kobe was inducted, and some other major players. Yeah, and I don't know why I can't think of anybody's name at the moment, but yeah, it was a really good list. Like I, I. I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, okay, this is a good year to come in. I'm like, oh, y'all. Well, it's a whole vibe. Because sometimes I don't know who we're talking about. It's a whole vibe. <laughs> well, you know, I am glad that I, it feels like to some degree we're getting to on the other side of this pandemic and things are starting to get back to normal. Um, I'm still wearing my mask, though, when I go in certain places. When I go in the grocery store, you know, it's a mixed bag of people wearing masks and not wearing masks. So, uh, hopefully it'll be it's a vibe going into the summer that you know get we go get back to some t- type of normalcy have you seen that meme um cdc says and then it's like cdc says it's okay not to wear your mask and then they got the guy like mm, i mean right. i just kind of feel like i i kind of feel more secure and better about if i sneeze or cough when i have that mask on because i'm not passing germs on to other people or the other people aren't passing germs on to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm used to the mask now, so. Yeah, I didn't kind of, I don't want people to see my, my face that much. And you can see a piece, my eyes or whatever, but I, I didn't got kind of used to wearing it to where I kind of feel naked without it to some degree. <laughs> but yeah, that is our, it's a vibe. We are, yeah, congratulations to all the graduates. There is no accomplishment that is too small to celebrate. And I'll end it on this as far as our it's a vibe. My brother, he did not go to, to traditional college. He went and got a certificate um, from a school in Michigan called Specs Howard, which is known for broadcasting arts, but they have since in, uh, expanded into film and things of that nature because uh, at the time, Michigan had started getting into the film game. So we had a ton of movies being made there. So he took a film editing course. And so he got a certificate for that. And uh, my mom invited everybody to his graduation ceremony for, for the certificate. And he was shocked. He was like, I didn't think anybody cared. And it was like, why would you think no one cares? We're going to celebrate you no matter what it is. It could be a certificate. It could be a diploma, a GED, a OPP, whatever it is. We're going to celebrate you. You know, because that's an accomplishment when you take time out of your your life to to go after something you want to do, no matter how big or small it is. We should be celebrating people no matter what. And you're never too old to go back. So it don't matter whether you 30, 70, 90, if you desire to go back to school to get your education or to you enlighten yourself, whatever it is, it's never too late to do that. We don't want to be ruled by timelines. And I think a lot of us are. Absolutely. Yeah, which takes us into the topics of today that we're going to be discussing. <laughs> where, uh, so our first topic is I don't know if you, if you guys have seen um, the number of pictures going around of women proposing to their the men in their lives, and um, just our thoughts on would we do it? Would we, would, you know, encourage our girlfriends to do it, or you know, just how we feel about that. Absolutely. Um, so what says EJ? What says EJ? <laughs> I think I it's, not, it's not for me. It's not for me. I'm of the mind frame that if he ain't asked, that's the answer. 
So I'm not getting on my knees to be answering the, well for special occasions, but for that that purpose, no. So there's this episode of uh, Sex in the City. I don't know if you watch Sex in the City, but I love it. If you're listening, shout out SJP and the rest of the cast. You guys are amazing. Um, and I'm looking forward to this next movie that they tell me is coming out. Isn't some um, of the cast not going to be in it? Samantha's not going to be in it. That's the okay. only person that I heard they said wouldn't be joining, which okay. sucks. So I don't know. She seems like I such was... an integral part of the show. I don't know how do you do it without her. Yeah, she definitely is important. So I don't I don't know how they do it either. Maybe they say she went on the sabbatical or it's like doing full house without the twins. You just <laughs> something Yeah, missing. I don't I don't know how they're gonna I don't know how they're gonna swing that one, but I'll stay tuned. Um but anyway, it reminded me of this uh oh of the part where um big and carrie so before is it the movie yeah yeah yeah. before they get married and they show the engagement it's not like a typical engagement where he gets on one knee and he asks her to marry him um they're kind of just sitting having dinner like cooking dinner together and he's like he's been so he's been married twice before and he's like yeah so da 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 I'm all about you know being in love and being with my soulmate which of course I think is you or whatever um but who needs you know who needs those titles blah 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 and then she's like well I mean it would be a good thing to be married if I was married to you and then he's like so did you want to get married and she's like I mean, yeah, if you would be open to it. I say all that to say, in short, it was more like a conversation and a general like consensus on their end that they love each other, they're life partners, and they should just get married. It sounded like a like, just a mutual agreement. So she didn't get on one knee and propose to him and he didn't do, he didn't get on one knee and propose to her either. Um, and then later on, at the end of the movie, so spoiler if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry, uh, but at the end of the movie, after they break up and then find their way back together, he ends up getting on one knee and proposing to her in this closet, this amazing closet that it he made. It probably was more of an office in the closet. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was beautiful. Like, I loved it. Um, but he still didn't have a ring. He proposed to her with a shoe, which is still non-traditional. Um, but it was still heartfelt and he got on and he got on one knee and he said, you know, this is probably why it didn't work out the first time because we did it like it was a business transaction instead of doing it, um, the right way. And so what I guess that's just, in, I'm just curious. Business. Was it just, it was just any a Manolo. shoe? A Manolo. A okay. Manolo. All right. Yeah. All that's right. her favorite. Cause all that's right. her favorite if you watch the show. So okay. anyway, I say all that to say you can do something that's not traditional, um, What's, what's the like what's the purpose of the tradition and I guess you have to think about what part of the tradition is important to you is it him being on his knee is it him asking is it I mean you know what makes that so great what's the well one thing I will say you definitely expand it into some more thoughts in terms of the tradition of a man proposing um, also, obviously, the gender roles, what I've seen and what I've thought, obviously, is that when you do that, you kind of have made a decision for him, in a sense, because most of the time, women, we just generally tend to be ready before they are. Would you agree with that? 
Um, yeah, in fact, I was told the other day by two different men who I'm very close to that most men don't dream of getting married. They don't they end up getting married. They right? end up so getting it's married. Absolutely. Like they felt like, okay, my hand is forced, or okay, I can't hold this off any longer, or well, I ain't got nothing else going on, so why not? Like right. kind of almost right. like that. Exactly. Right. Um, so I just kind of feel like women we're already married we didn't already planned out our wedding even if it ain't necessarily with that particular man in the groom spot it's been planned right so if you've been in a long-term relationship with somebody you have been thinking about that that's something that's already on your mind like well, well shoot after this much time we should be looking at getting married so you know or it's, you, you send in hints if you will so I kind of feel like women are already married but that already ready but men for most part um, if he hasn't asked, it's because he's not ready or he's not planning to. So hopefully, of course, you've had a conversation that marriage is an end goal for the both of you, that you're not in a relationship with somebody who has flat out told you, I don't want to get married. And you don't have your goofy ass on your knee trying to make him ask, marry you when he didn't told you what it is. You know, so it's kind of one of those things. I mean, that's totally, totally different. That's right. two totally different issues. If a man now, told I'll, you I'll table that versus a dude telling you. The situation where you've been in a relationship for a little while, of course, marriage is a goal, but it's just that he's not necessarily moving on your timeline. And so you've decided you're going to go ahead and you know, take that off his hands. I don't know. I just think I've heard some men say that I, they would feel emasculated. Or is it, is it demasculated? Or I don't know how you say that word. Is it emasculated? It's emasculated. Emasculated. Right. Emasculated emasculated if a woman was to take that from them it's just, it's a tradition that even even if they not necessarily want to do marriage i think they look forward to getting on their knee and asking someone you know what i'm saying like i don't think any man likes the idea of a woman asking them well that was a lot so i i'll say two things um one like I said about these conversations that I had earlier in the week um, with two men who are very close to me, I would say what my takeaway from that is make sure you're doing the work and asking the questions. I think a lot of us are operating in relationships uh, based on assumption. You assume that everybody wants to be married because you want to be married. You assume that a man wants to step up and see you as his wife because you're doing wifely things. But those assumptions are not always the case. Um, a guy could be doing husband-like things that fit that gender role that you have created in your mind, but never have any idea um, or desire to be a husband. So don't assume, have the conversation. And so conversation. my friend and I, we got into this whole back and forth because he's like, I don't even know if I want to be married. Um, and I'm like, but she thinks you do. And he's like, well, she has no reason to think that because we've never had the conversation. And so that that was eye opening to me, so to speak, because now I'm like, oh, OK. So then that, tip, that, that makes me wonder, are you purposely avoiding the conversation so you can say, oh, well, we never had the conversation? Well, so I think men purposely avoid the conversation. Yes, I do. Um, mm -hmm. I think they avoid it. But then that's another thing. Like, is he purposely avoiding it? Or is she wrong for assuming? Hmm. I think it's both. Right? Because you know damn well it's like, on her mind. is because it's the nature of women. But see, for most women fair? anyway. If, okay. I so just think to remove, to remove so. all doubt, people need to have a conversation. Whether she's assuming or he avoiding 
Absolutely. And that's the takeaway that I got from it. Have the conversations because I don't think either way, either I think either party could be wrong in a sense. If we know that most women want to be married and I as a man do not, then I somewhat have a duty to disclose that information. But then on the flip side, if I, as a woman, know that most men, like we just said, don't dream of a marriage, it's kind of more like a why not, then it's also kind of a duty of mine to find out where this man's head is at. As and I don't me. think most women think about the marriage per se. They'd be excited about the engagement and the wedding, not so much the marriage. I think that's where a lot of women get lost. We haven't focused on what it actually means to be married and what our expectations of our husband is going to be and his expectations of us as a wife. We're just so focused on we're going to be the center of attention for one day, wearing that dress, getting that ring, him getting on me, a, a grand proposal, you know, sharing it all with our friends, talking with our hand all in our face and everything. I don't think really women have taken the time to understand what that means to be married to that man and what he's expecting from you if he was to make that leap with you. And so what? They're just jumping on their knee and proposing anyway so that they can get well, the... I, I'm just talking in general about women, you know, how we got to this point of the whole tradition versus, again, women taking the matters into their own hands. It makes me wonder, are these women who have been in relationships with these men for a long time? Have they only been together for two years? You know, what, when is the point where you feel like you got to just, okay, well, he ain't doing it, so I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I, I think it, it, it may hinge upon how your relationship operates in general. So if you've always been the person that had to take the initiative in your relationship, if you're the leader and he's more so of the follower and that works for you all, then it's really not a step out of the normal, you know? Right. Uh, why should it be any different when it comes to marriage? You know, if you were the person that had to motivate him to do this and you were the head to do that and this and that, and that's what worked for y'all's relationship. I don't know why the engagement should be any different uh, just because traditionally society says it should be different. And I think that's, that's what really happens. A lot of times it's not so much, obviously if the dude said yes, I, you know, that he's emasculated or any of those different things. It's just that a lot of times we're so focused on what other people are going to think about the fact that she asked you to marry versus you asking her, you know, so people's opinions coming out. So like, oh, I guess I see who run that relationship and blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the day, do it matter though? Because if it works for those two pay people, it shouldn't matter what anybody got to say about who run what. Absolutely. And that's how I feel about it. I feel like <laughs> if if that floats your boat, then why should I let it sink mine? Carry on, carry on. Uh, for yeah. So yeah. I, I, as for me and mine, that's not that's not how how I'm getting. Down. I would prefer I was for, for someone to propose I, to me, and as someone who has been ex. married before. Yeah, I mean, there was no I, grand it, proposal it, then either. It was just kind of one of those things where we had a kid and I had family pressure and they was like, y'all should get married, y'all should get married. It wasn't where we actually ever had a conversation and said, do we really even want to be married? Well, these are two opposite ends of the spectrum and two different viewpoints that they can take away from it. Someone who's been married and someone who's never been married. Um, and we're... <laughs> I'm still saying the same thing. It's a no for me, dog. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, there you go, guys. And so in your your I guess I, I ideally your husband is a leader in your marriage. Yes, 
Absolutely. Because I have to lead like every, in every other facet of my life. I feel like, you know, I'm leading the business. I'm in court. I'm trying to speak for someone who's in custody or speak for someone who's not able to speak for themselves. I'm typically taking that leadership role and putting on that hat. I'm an only child. So if something were to happen to my mother, knock on wood, God forbid, I'm the person, you know, like it's always just been me, a one woman show. So mm-hmm. for my marriage, what I dream of is that safe place, that person who hops in the driver's seat and finally says, you can rest. Gotta have that. That's, that's non-negotiable. So definitely want my do you future think you struggle family. sometimes with being able to do that in terms of letting go? Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's why I always say, man, I hope someone scoops me up while I'm young because I can see how the older you get, they call it being set in your ways, but that's really what it is. It's like the manner in which I've become accustomed. So if I'm accustomed to having the lead or accustomed to having it be a one woman show, it's it's harder and harder to make that adjustment the, num- the more years you've been accustomed to not making that adjustment. You see what I'm, you know what I mean? So absolutely. I think it's hard. And the older I get, the harder it gets. Right. Um, because I'm growing, I'm constantly evolving as well. So, you know, when you're 16, (laughs) there are a lot of numbers past 16, right? So if a guy were to come to you and show you something, there are a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity there because you haven't seen as much or you haven't accomplished as much, but the more you accomplish and the older you get, the bar is going higher and it's going to be hard for someone to then come up, come in above that bar. You know, Mm, I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but basically I think it'll be hard, harder, more challenging. Um, I was going to say, I do, I had it. I had an ex who, uh, or I have an ex who told me he had been proposed to before. And that was a very interesting story. Yeah. I was like, say? and so he's like this very much alpha male. Okay. Very, very like, oh, I'm the head and not the tail. Like if I had a dollar for every time he said that, I would have been rich. Um, and, and he was telling me how, you know, someone he dated before had proposed to him. And I was just like, wow, how was that? He was like, I mean, it was a little awkward. <laughs> in front of people? I mean, were they at home? What was give me the no, scene? They were, at, they were at home and she had like cooked a nice little dinner for him, put rose, ooh, excuse me, rose petals out. And then like he said that she didn't get on one knee, but she did like grab his hand or something and basically say, I want for you to marry me. Would you marry me? Did she have a, so she didn't have a ring. You know, I can't remember. I don't know if I even asked about the ring. Dang. Mm. I can't remember. So I don't want to lie. I don't know if she had a ring or not, but I know he told her no. Oh, he flat out told her no. Okay. He He was like, um, no. If I wanted to marry, like when I'm ready to take that step, you'll know. Because I'll, you know, he's like very alpha. I'm the head. Which is pretty surprising that she would even think that he would go for that. Exactly. And again, goes back to don't make assumptions have the conversation really know who you're with right well she and luckily she didn't embarrass herself in front of family and friends correct <laughs> correct uh, that, that he probably I, I do wonder sometimes because a lot of the, the the proposals that we've seen as of lately that have gone viral are in front of crowds and whatnot I wonder how many of them have said yes simply because they just didn't want to embarrass her 
Right, right. And I can think of like every man that I've ever dated, I think to myself that if I were to propose to them, they would say yes in the short term just so that I wouldn't be embarrassed and then probably tell me later, like, nah, player, that ain't happening. No, I mean, you know, I, I really don't like the fact that you asked me to marry you, but I didn't want to be, I didn't want to embarrass you. So I said yes. Yeah, which is still kind of embarrassing because you flash forward six months later or a year later and everybody like, why y'all not married? Uh, well, we called off the engagement. And I guess that's less embarrassing than being told no. We called off the engagement for whatever I mean, it's honest. Reason. It's honest. Because, I mean, I, all most of us know about Jim Jones and Chrissy from uh, Love mm-hmm. & Hip Hop, where she asked him to marry her. And he said, I'm with you. He didn't say yes. But then later <laughs> on, I guess they had conversations. She ends up going out of town with her girlfriends. And then he turns around and asks her to get married. And she says, yes, of course, but flash forward to today, they still not married. And all of a sudden she's saying that marriage is not a priority. Right. And you, it's been the cornerstone of the show. Like when I used to watch it, it was the main. That's all she talked about. Now all of a sudden it's not important to you. So my thing is, are you saying that because you just want this man, you don't care? Or are you saying that and deep down inside, you just basically throwing, throwing to the wayside what you really want? Because you don't want to be alone, I guess. Because she's a beautiful woman. It's not like she couldn't find somebody else. So it ain't because she don't want to be alone then. It might just be that she wants that man and she's willing to put what that man wants and feels over her own wants and feelings. Mm -mm. No, I won't be doing that. Well. Which takes us to our next our next topic, which is, you know, I guess ties into this, where we've seen the viral uh, photograph of the gentleman and his wife, now wife, getting married, and he is in ripped up shorts, socks, and Nike slides, and he has on a, a t-shirt with the wife beater under it, and he has like this big poofy curly afro, and she's and in a still- formal wedding dress. I still cannot, I promise you, just I because like I was looking for picture. the picture, I couldn't find it. Yeah, I was like, I still haven't seen the picture so uh i'm gonna see if i can yeah, find it but i can weigh in on what picture it in your mind again the dude standing up there like me with this big puff in my head you know in some in some some nike slides and some ripped up shorts looking like he just woke up and she had on a ball gown she had on a full wedding dress with the damn near a crown around her veil Everybody in the audience is all dressed up. The groom looked like he just is a Tuesday. <laughs> but I will and say so, he looks happy. She looks happy in the picture. She's smiling. There's two pictures. There's a picture of him standing next to her with two children hugging them. And then there's a picture of them standing next to a wedding cake. But in both pictures, he's not smiling. Okay. She is. Damn. Okay, so does that speak back to the thing you originally said about women dreaming about their wedding day and really not caring about the wet, you know, the proposal itself or like the sanctity of marriage and the institution of marriage itself, caring more about being the center of attention, putting on the nice dress, all eyes on me. Because if so, that's it. That's it. And that's exactly what you just described about how most women just fall in love with the idea of a wedding. But she had her wedding. I want my groom to be smooth as me. We need to be like butter together. 
not if it's all eyes on me. Not if you I just guess. care about a wedding. He just he a placeholder. I guess. All I will say is she looked happy, and so I, in all in all, to say if that's what works for them, that's fine. But as you have said before, when we had this conversation prior to recording, um, they looked unevenly yoked. Right. I mean, and so maybe what makes her happy ain't got nothing to do with him, like, which means they probably shouldn't have been married. Uh, maybe mm. what makes her happy is like having on a wedding dress. I don't know. That's 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 an interesting thought, though. Like, oh, I'll just get married so that I can have the experience. And again, essentially, I'm marrying, did not have I'm marrying myself. the first time. I want us both to be looking like money up there you yeah. know not that we just i'm doing this because she basically badgered me into getting married you're just as excited as i am at least so, on that day damn so my, my boyfriend has this thing like where he always says make it make sense and he'll say well he'll say look at you look at him and look at her or look at you and look at me make that make sense like when we're out or like if he's just talking about people who he knows are together and it just doesn't match that's his way of basically saying equally yoked. Like I look at you and there's no way in hell you should look like you stepped off the cover of Vogue, but your girlfriend looked like she strung out on something or vice okay. versa. You know, so he's always like, nah, dog, that don't even make sense. He'll say mm-hmm. stuff, stuff like if, if someone, cause he, <laughs> where he works, I guess he works with a bunch of older people, older mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, so they were hollering at you today one day, like they were coming for you. And he's like, man, listen it doesn't even make sense you gotta make it make sense you gotta look at them (laughs) you gotta look at me and you just know it don't line up like and i wish people would do this before they open their mouths because it's not even really about me being full of myself or you um hearing the words no when i turn you down i shouldn't even have to turn you down you should have rationalized this thought right in your head you should have known just by looking at us so i think that's what his little thought would be on the on the wedding picture he'd be like make that make sense look at him and look at her were they at the same event they didn't they didn't look like it not at all right not at all but again at the same time like i said she looked happy to be with that man regardless to what he was wearing and that's deep and that might be that might mean maybe that's the goal too i don't know i know i'm like you your fly need to match my fly we need to be fly I want the Y to stretch out all the way. <laughs> well, my best friend said she almost canceled the wedding because of something like he didn't want to wear some type of shoe or he, she, she didn't want to, something about some clothing that they couldn't agree on. Mm, well, I mean, I, I, I'm okay with fussing about a shoe, but you coming up in here with some, some slides on and some socks? But would you can Cancel the whole wedding. If that's somebody you are absolutely in love with and they were like, it's not negotiable. If you want me, then you want what me. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. Are you going to say- Somewhere deep down inside, I would have to think that clearly I done made a a, a mistake. If you're not willing to get dressed up for this day, this one day. So you would call it up? I don't think I would be going through with it. I don't know. But now, obviously, I'm I'm saying that now because I'm not in that situation. It's easy for me to say that and be on the outside. But I would like to think 
if you have taken the trouble, because again, we don't know what the situation was. I wonder if she got down on her knee and asked him to marry <laughs> Who knows? But I'm not, if, if in my situation, if you got down on your knees and finally gave me the, the one carat pair shaped ring that I have wanted, and you've done this proposal, <laughs> 7.5, just in case they ever ask. Um, you would know that I want to be dressed up and nice. This is a, 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 I want to see you look so fine. I might jump your bones up there in front of the, everybody. You he know, might know all that, EJ, but he might still. Well, see, that's know. where that's where it goes back to what you said about assumptions. We ain't assuming nothing here. We're gonna be right soon as that soon as you you give me that this here, this here. We we're gonna be talking about how, what do you want to wear so I can make sure that it matches up with the vision I have in my head. And so do you, if, if they, if you guys can't come to a consensus about what he should wear. It, it got to at least be business casual. It certainly ain't going to be like you woke up in a movie a Friday. It ain't going to be that. Okay. Do you cancel the entire wedding or do you get married? We need married? to rethink this thing. We need to rethink this thing. Do you get married? Listen to what I, do you cancel the entire wedding? Or do you just get married at the justice of the peace no. and say, well, we won't have a ceremony? That's not happening. That's not happening. I already did that. I've already done the shotgun thing. I don't I want the wedding. I want, I want all of that jazz. Why they gotta be shotgun? I don't even like and the connotation. Listen, that listen here. I shotgun got married. mean that for everybody listening, EJ is Miss. That's Ms., fine. Uh, I'm talking about categorizing. me. Shotgun is when people are pregnant and so to save face they get married it's not going to the justice of the peace equal shotgun that's okay, not how that works there are plenty of all i'm who... saying is as for me myself i got married in some navy blue sweatpants and a new york what was it new york um socks jersey <laughs> so clearly i didn't care i'm like your boy when he got married to this lady, I'm like, well, it's Tuesday. The marriage license expires the next day. Let's go ahead and do this. That one doesn't sound like somebody who's exciting, who's taking their time to pick out their outfit. They want to look presentable. And they want to look like their best self for their spouse. I'm just saying that a marriage itself and a marriage ceremony can be separate. They can. You can be they married can. and not have a wedding. You you can. I, my best friend, they got married at Justice of the Peace, and they've been married almost twenty years. So, and so that's my point. If we can't agree on what you're gonna wear, do we just throw away the whole marriage itself, or do we just say, "Fine, then we won't have a ceremony"? I feel like if you can't agree on what you're gonna wear, that's indicative of a bigger issue. Okay, that's what I think. Like, why are, why are we really arguing about what you're gonna wear for one day? When we got the rest of our lives to think about? Maybe. Maybe he thought she was going to call it off if he said, I'm coming like this. She said, okay. And he was like, wait, she was supposed to get mad. Yeah, because maybe she like, it's one day. I don't care about this one day if I got you forever. Okay. Them but pictures is not going to age well. Them pictures is not going to age well. They're not. She's going to be... 80-some years old, pissed the fuck off. Like, I don't believe you wore that shit to my goddamn wedding. You watch. 
But if we still together, 80 Whatever. years later for me, like, I'm, I'm still, he go, then he turns around looking, I'm still with your black ass. Ain't I? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so it depends on what the goal is. Is the goal mm-hmm. to have great pictures or is the goal to have great compananship? I need both of them. Both of them. Well, I don't miss out. If you had to choose between one of them, I guess you're saying you would choose to be alone. Because I, again, I feel like in my situation, maybe not for them, it's indicative of a bigger issue. If we're really arguing over what you're going to wear, you tell them you're going to show up on a day where most people are dressed up. And I know that's what I want for both of us. And you're going to tell me, no, I'm not wearing that. I'm wearing shorts and some socks and some slides. Take it or leave it. Well, shit, I guess I'm leaving it. Because what, what else you going to be like, take it or leave it, take it or leave it, take it or leave it. Like, I'm never, we're never going to compromise. You always going to get your way. I don't, I don't think it's fair to say because someone co- won't compromise on that one day or that one um, conversation that they're never going to compromise. I don't think that's fair. No, it, 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 it's not, it, but it is for me. Because I, mean, I want I guess- you to look like you stepped off of the GQ magazine. But you're not the only person in the marriage. So I think I think that the argument works both ways. If you're saying, you know, hey, hey, you not being able to humor me this one day, knowing how much it means to me is indicative of a bigger problem. And so I don't think this marriage will last. I get it. I also can see on the counter side, someone saying, if you're marrying me and not marrying the wedding, let me wear what the fuck I want to wear on this one day because this is one day that I've decided to put my thoughts behind and do what you want me to do because most men we already said don't want to do it no way um I I could see how a man could say fuck it you don't really want to marry me then you're in love with the thought of GQ you're in love with a thought of a wedding and what it looks like and if that's more important to you than the marriage itself then I don't want to be married to you I could see both arguments honestly yeah, I can see both arguments too. But then it's also kind of goes back to what we've said before about, you know, us making adjustments in terms of what we are will put up with or deal with simply because we're trying to keep that person instead of saying true to ourselves. So if I know true to myself that I want my husband to look nice on that day and he's telling me no, and I'm basically, or basically holding over my head that obviously I don't really want to ma- marry him if he's unwilling, if he wants to come in a certain type of dress that makes me feel uncomfortable, then I'm like, well, I don't know if this is going to work. So what if that's a test? What if he's like, <laughs> if it's a test, EJ, you're going to fail. But I'm just saying, it fail. could be a test to be like, because this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to tell you. My nigga want to, if, if, if you want to show up looking like you don't belong to nobody, I'm going to say this. Let's save these dollars. I'm not paying no photographer $5,000 to take a picture of you looking like you live in a cardboard box. But what we can do is take our asses to the justice of the peace, make this shit real, put it on paper, as the song says, and we'll revisit this ceremony later when you get your life right. And maybe we'll be 80 years old when you finally decide, okay, I can put on a suit today. And then at 80, that's when we'll pay the 80K to roll this wedding out. But until then, I will not, (laughs) will not. Be standing up somewhere, looking crazy, taking pictures that are paid for, looking like we unequally yoked. So I would meet them in the middle. I'd be like, um, you're right. I care more about you than I care about the day. 
Um, but you're wrong in the sense that I'm about to stand up there with you looking crazy and me not like nah. So we can meet in the middle. We can get a ceremony going yeah, later. Okay, and then that's even that's even that's even more part. Like you said, why spend all this money on a, a venue and reception and photos and limos and all that stuff? The, you know the the typical stuff people spend on for a wedding, and you come up in here with some shorts on and uh, and socks and and uh, flip flops. You would be more dressed up to go to court than you right. are for your own wedding. Like, no. Nah. And, and so that's what I'm not gonna do. <laughs> And as I've already said, I've already gone through a a, a quote unquote shotgun or a situation where I wasn't dressed up. I wasn't really, you know, interested in getting married. I did it out of pressure, you know. So this time around where I'm marrying because I truly love this person and I feel like we can build something together. I want to look nice and I want to look nice up there with me, too. But I'm saying that I can really want to do something with the person and be marrying the person because I'm in love and still not care what I have on. I just want to spend a a bunch of money on having a ceremony, you know, like I I can (laughs) you your wedding was shotgun because that wasn't necessarily the person that you wanted to marry. And that wasn't necessarily a decision that you made to spend the rest of your life with that person without pressure or coercion or whatever you were you made that decision out of pressure i'm saying i can make the decision wholeheartedly and willingly and do it in a way where i'm still not necessarily dressed up you see what i mean like you can have a wedding at the justice of peace and it not be shotgun it not be forced it not be coerced that's what i'm yeah like however i hope that both people are on the same page because i do feel like if you're having arguments about what you're going to wear to where you're not willing to meet in the middle, however that looks, to me is indicative of a bigger issue. To, that Because y'all ain't even married yet and you already arguing about something trivial. True, true. So I'm like, do we really even want to get married if we arguing about this right now? Man, to where nobody the- is unwilling, where neither party is willing to budge. Again, like yeah. I said, he probably said to her, I'm wearing this, thinking she's gonna be like, No, I don't want you to wear that. Well, I guess you don't want to marry me. She was like, Okay, babe. And he like, damn, she she didn't fall for it. Listen, my man and I <laughs> argue about all kind of trivial shit. So I don't know. I you know, I it's a jungle out here. And I will <laughs> say this: love and life are funny, and I don't think there's a rule book and there's a way it's easy for us to sit back and say, like, oh, if you're arguing about something trivial, then it'll never work. But the reality is there's a lot of people married and it's a lot of people in, you know, successful marriages who argue about all kinds of shit, trivial or otherwise. And I just say all that to say, honey, if that's the case, I may never make it down that down said aisle because we argue about, I mean, I just went off on him for leaving a towel on my wooden desk, a wet towel. What in the hell? (laughs) I mean, and of course to him, he was probably like, oh, she tripping. But I was, I mean, no. Okay. You have to protect this furniture. Hell, I spent good good money on that desk. (laughs) You think that's trivial? I think he thinks so. Mm. And that's the thing. You know, it's it's all about, about perception. And you have to think outside of like where you're thinking from and think like where the other person may be coming from. Perception is key. You know, their their perspective is key. Maybe that's what I meant. There's his perspective and then there's your perspective. What I think is trivial, he may think um, is, you know, super, super of grave importance. And then vice versa. Right. 
So you just never know. I don't know. That's why you got to be with someone equally yoked, meaning that y'all kind of look at things and give weight and credit to things similarly. Right. Because I don't, again, I don't want to sweat the small things. Be- getting married, having a wedding, planning, all that is already stressful enough. The last thing I want to be arguing with you with is about what we're going to wear. Like, come on, bro. I just don't. So again, shout out to that couple because obviously that works for them on that day. So we want to find out from you guys, you know, what do you think about what it is that you want to wear on your wedding? Would you uh, be okay with your husband being dressed quite differently from you to where you look like y'all going to two separate events on your wedding day? You can email us at atlwateringho at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys and just kind of figure out what you guys think about um, wedding attire or what do you think about women proposing to men? I mean, it is 2021, you know, things are changing. And general, you know, as it relates to me. are changing. At the end of the day, do what works for you in your relationship, not focusing on what the celebrities do, not what your friends do, what your mama do, granny do, none of that. What works for you and that person? Because you are the two that are married to each other yep. or in that relationship. And no assumptions. Always ask questions. Ask the question. Ask, that's, ask, ask. Yeah, that's a huge You can't get mad if you didn't ask. Yep. Yeah. You know? Well, guys, right, and like, it's, it's been a good one. It's, it's been, another, been another episode of the ATL Watering Hole. We're going to try to get better at doing more episodes on a more timely basis. It's just, again, life be life. I mean, it's getting real out here. They've opened everything back up and people are out here in these streets. And so that means um, I'm out here in these streets. In these I, courts. That's right. LaWanna Fells, attorney Fells, the managing partner of the Fells firm where advocacy is priority. And um, and Proverbs 31 and 8. Oh, uh, yes. Give us the scripture. Specializing in criminal defense. So look us up. Hopefully you won't need us. But if you do, call us. Call her. And I am EJ of EJ, the law practice, where the goal is to be referee whistle official out here as it relates to your trademarks, copyrights, your entertainment matters, and business in the state of Georgia. You can reach me at contact at ejlawpractice.legal or at my office number, 678-343-2799. Give them your office number, Luana. Oh, absolutely. Um, look us up to www.thefellsfirm.com. And then um, our office number is 404-610-8677. And we will make sure all of that information is in the contact box, the description box, so you guys can reach out to us. But again, we want to hear from you guys. We want to keep doing this podcast. We've actually really enjoyed it. It's been kind of crazy just kind of getting our thoughts onto the airways and sharing our views. Absolutely. Absolutely. So share, share, share. Sure. And until next time. Until next time. Yo, yo, yo. We're out. Who's this?